Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to Quantum Living, a mysterious dimension at the intersection of science and spirituality, where anything can happen. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for joining me on this quantum journey as I continue lifting the veil of other dimensions and realities to make them a part of our life. As always, please take away from the show only what resonates with you and discard the rest or put it aside for later. I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome to yet another fascinating episode of Quantum Living. I hope that you are intrigued by the title of today's episode. At first glance, it appears to be quite different from the standard spiritual and personal development themes of my show. And yet, I can assure you that it sits right at the intersection of science and spirituality, as you will find out pretty soon. The title is in fact a play of words. It has a double meaning. The superficial meaning of making money is easier than you think is a common phrase designed to encourage you to do something even if it feels a bit daunting. The deeper, more profound meaning of making money is easier than you think points to the negative, often subconscious thoughts stemming from your negative beliefs about money and abundance, your self-worthiness and the like which are blocking the natural flow of money and abundance into your life. So effectively, we are talking here about the reprogramming of your mind and removing any blocks to abundance, and of course, about so much more. Few people are more qualified to drive this uncommon and important conversation than my special guest, an expert millionaire, Sandy Forster. Sandy is the money mindset mentor for women worldwide who are ready to experience more abundance and freedom in their life. Sandy went from welfare to millionaire, literally, and is now teaching women around the world how to do the same and break the cycle of scarcity and poverty. Sandy was featured on Oprah's Aussie Secret was invited by Jack Canfield to join a global group of transformational leaders and is regularly featured in the media, including local, national and international newspapers and radio, magazines and TV, and, of course, on numerous podcasts. Sandy was awarded 2008 Mentor of the Year in New York and 2010 Business of the Year in Australia. Her award-winning international bestseller, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, has been translated into 11 languages. She is the host of the Wildly Wealthy Women podcast and has transformed the lives of hundreds of thousands of women worldwide with her Wildly Wealthy training courses and a coaching academy. Sandy, my fellow Aussie, lives in her own tropical paradise near the beach in sunny Australia and has wild kangaroos grazing in her backyard every afternoon. And now Sandy joins me from Queensland, Australia. Hello, Sandy. Welcome to Quantum Living. It's so great to have you on my show. How are you? I am wonderful, Anna. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, me too. Gosh, I can't wait. Your achievements are certainly impressive. And I couldn't do them justice even with this extended introduction. So I will simply refer our listeners to your website where they can find out so much more about you. And also, you've had so many interviews. And so I will do my very best to perhaps ask different questions to make it a little (laughs) bit different. (laughs) And there is so much I'd like to talk about in the limited time that we have. But we still need to start from the beginning to set the scene for this conversation. So could you please share with us your personal story, which is at the core of your success? Sure, I'd love to. So basically what happened for me was uh, we used to live in one of the most southern states of Australia in Victoria. It was very cold. My parents had travelled to Queensland on a holiday and decided that was where we were going to live. 
So they decided to sell the house, but instead of moving straight up to Queensland in the nice warm, they decided instead to take half the money from the sale of the house and we would travel the world, which we did for about nine, ten months. And but we didn't we didn't travel the world and live in, you know, high class hotels and fancy restaurants. We were camping, we were staying in youth hostels, we were setting up our sleeping bags under the stars on the <laughs> beach at night. We roughed it. We absolutely roughed it. But I fell in love with travel in that in those months. And when we came um, back to Queensland, I started school. I met a boy in grade 10, ended up going out with him for about 10 or 11 years. Then we got married. I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old and we divorced. And suddenly the thing that had been my hobby at the time, just making me some kind of hobby money, um, had to become an actual business. So I was designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear simply because I loved sewing. I loved lycra. I loved the colours. I just loved designing stuff. And I, I just used to go and buy lycra at the discount store, bring it home, sew it in the garage, and then find an empty store over summer and just sell the stuff that I'd made. And as I said, it was mm-hmm. it was pocket money. It was play money. We would buy some furniture for the house or landscape the garden or put in a pool. So, But suddenly that had to become my absolute total income and it wasn't enough to survive. And so I ended up Um, I tried to grow my business. My overdraft grew and grew. I ended up $100,000 in debt and ended up having to go on to welfare. So I was receiving, at the time, it was about $15,000 a year, Australian money, which is about $7,500 US dollars for the entire year to live on, which, of course, you can't. Mm -hmm. So I just went further and further into debt and got more and more stressed around money and really didn't know how things would ever change because, you know, I I kind of didn't understand the whole mindset, law of attraction thing back then. And um, I was very, very lucky, very blessed to actually come across a course that was all based on the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Fell in love with the course, fell in love with it so much I ended up marketing it and making money from doing that. But it really changed the way I thought. And that was really the the start of everything. And when I changed the way I thought and when I combined the neuroscience of it and really learned how to tap into the quantum field, oh, my gosh, my life just completely, you know, completely transformed. And the reason is, I think, because a lot of people can learn the same things that I learned. But I think for me, because I was $100,000 in debt and because I was on welfare and because I was struggling and so stressed, for me, using my mind to instead of instead of focusing on how my life was, using my mind to focus on how I wanted my life to be was such sweet relief that I spent a lot of time in that place, focusing on actually having enough money to do the things that I wanted, to be able to buy fresh flowers or go to a meditation class or Mm -hmm. join the gym or being able to travel or have my own house or have a car that didn't leak so much that it was growing a plant in the back every time it rained. Like, you know, all these wonderful things and dreaming about them, thinking about them, putting my energy, my thoughts and my focus there shifted everything in the quantum field and my life completely transformed. So, you know, that's what I love showing other women how to how to do that, how to shift mm-hmm. their mind, how to rewire their brain and really create a life that they truly, truly love. Mm, beautiful, beautiful story. So what was the first significant increase in your income that you noticed? You said, ah, now, finally, I am on my way. I am leaving poverty and scarcity behind, was it through purely a quantum, quote-unquote, miracle that created some opportunities for you? Could you just talk to this from that quantum angle? Sure. There was actually two things that really stand out for me, and I'd love to share both of them. Mm -hmm. So the first one was, as I said, I came across this personal development course, fell in love with it, started marketing it. And and the way I came across it was quite interesting because I'd been to a 
kind of a career advisor, hypnotherapist type person. And they'd kind of put me under and done whatever. And when I came out of it, they said, what came up for you? And I said, well, personal development, that, you know, that's the only thing I really love. But I said, there is no way <laughs> I'm getting into that field because I am never going to speak in front of people because I was so shy. That was like not going to happen. And I'm and the only other way is write a book. I'm never going to write a book. It can't happen. So I just completely dismissed that. Yet probably less than two or three weeks later, I saw a little inch-by-inch ad, tiny little ad in the local paper, and there were some words that jumped out at me, personal development, strong work ethic, and make money. And I was Mm. like, whoa, I have to look into that. And that was the personal development course that I, that was based on the law of attraction that I fell in love with and started marketing. So Mm -hmm. for that particular course, I remember one of our trainings, the great thing about network marketing is that no matter which company you get into, they usually have really good training, like the Mm -hmm. really good sales training. So I remember going to a training day and they said, okay, you've got to write out your ideal day. And by this time, I'd been in the company probably about four or five months. They said, write out your ideal day. And I remember I'd actually written this out probably about probably about five months earlier. And I'd written out that I wanted to get up in the morning, go down the beach for a run, come home, maybe do some yoga, get the kids to school, maybe read some personal development or listen to an audio, and then tell someone about what I'd learned because I just loved sharing. And I remember saying to someone at the time, if I was doing that, I would never have the time to make any money. That's not going to happen. So I I go to this training day and I'm supposed to that night go back to my room, write down what my day is like now so that I can tweak it slightly to make sure that I'm doing the right things to be able to create a successful business. So I go home, I go back to my room and write down, I get up in the morning, I go for a run down the beach, I come home, do some yoga, I then send the kids off to school, I then come back and I listen to some of the product some of the audios for the personal development product I have. And then I talk to people about the course and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am living my exact ideal day that I wrote about months before. That was the first time that I thought, oh, my gosh, even though I was learning law of attraction, even though I was selling law of attraction, that was the first time my mind went, oh, my God, I can do this. Like I'm literally creating my life. Yeah. So that that was just that blew my mind. But then the second time I remember, I had um, mm-hmm. I was walking down the aisle. So I love having smoothies for breakfast. Back in the day, it was fruit smoothies. Now it's green smoothies. But when it was fruit smoothies, I would have all these amazing fruit, some fresh fruit and fruit that I'd put in the freezer, mm-hmm. like frozen bananas, and I'd whip it all up, and it would be like eating ice cream for breakfast. So much fun. But I remember my blender breaking down and thinking, got to buy a new one, went to Target, walking down the, tar- the aisle in Target, looking at all the blenders. And I remember in that moment, looking at the blenders and for the first time in my life, I didn't have to look at the prices. And I remember starting to cry mm-hmm. in the blender aisle of Target because I realized that like I'd actually cracked the code. I'd actually found the secret to manifesting money because I'd come up with an idea out of the blue, woke up one morning with the name Wildly Wealthy Women in my head. I'd gone online. I registered it. I told the lady that I was working with at the time, I think this is a great idea. You teach the practical side because she was all into practical strategies for wealth. And I said, I'll teach the mindset side. We launched that program in a matter of three months. It made close to $2 million. And, you know, as I said, my blender broke down. I went to buy one and it was like, oh, my God, I can buy any blender I want. So they were the two experiences that made me just go, oh, my gosh, this is, like, amazing, incredible. I've done it. How did you feel? Oh, so, well, when I was in the aisle of Target and I'm crying, I just felt so, even though I didn't have a million dollars in the bank at the time, I was just, I was so overcome and I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that I had finally really understood not only how to manifest but how to manifest money and that it was never going to be a problem for me again and that no matter what happened in my life, good, bad and different because life is life, there is ups and downs no matter who you are, what you do, 
I knew I would always be able to manifest abundance because I finally knew how to do it. It was an amazing feeling. Thank you for sharing those beautiful stories. They say that a true millionaire or billionaire for that matter is someone who says, well, I can lose all the money I have today. And I know that I will be able to build my wealth again from scratch. Totally. So they don't worry if I lose all the money today, I know that I can rebuild. So that's exactly what you have experienced. That's yeah, because it's who you become. I think I think becoming a millionaire, yes, it's all obviously all about the money side of it, but who you become along the way to be the person to actually be able to not only manifest the money, make the money, keep the money, make the money multiply, you become a certain person. And so as part of you that knows that even if you know, everything hits the fan, that yeah. you're still going to be able to yes, yes. make it happen again. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So what were the three key things you have learned about yourself in this process you didn't realize before or two or three? Oh, gosh. So before I learned manifesting and mastered manifesting and became a millionaire, I always thought there would be no way that could happen because I had seen people who had successful businesses and they just seemed completely opposite to me. Like they seemed very polished and professional and organized and had their act together. And here's me, Sandy from the Sunshine Coast, <laughs> like doing her own thing, you know, just miss casual, unorganized, don't know what I'm doing from minute to minute. It's like I really just thought it was never on the cards for me because I just I just wasn't that professional person. And so understanding that you didn't have to be someone different to create success. I even remember, you know, back in the day, you used to be able to get your photo taken and it was superimposed onto a front cover of a magazine. So you looked like uh-huh. you were, you know, yeah, on a front. So I got that done once and I've still got the picture of me standing there in a black shoulder padded jacket with my arms crossed very, very serious looking, you know, and it's like, that is not me. I'm Miss Casual in the sarongs, yeah. in the bikini, in the yeah. thongs, meaning on my feet. Um, so, yeah, it's like it's it's just understanding that I didn't have to be somebody else was so liberating and so mm-hmm. exciting. That was, I think, the main thing that I learned. I also mm-hmm. learned that I, I, even though my brain does not work the same way as everyone else's, Mm-hmm. Um, or the majority of people's, I learned that, again, that doesn't matter. And I have more in me than I ever thought I had. Like I have achieved so much more than I ever considered I would be able to. You know, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would win awards or write a book or start my own life coach training academy or mm-hmm. have a successful online business or become a millionaire. Like none of that was literally on the cards for me in my brain. So to be able to do all those things, again, I find it so amazing. And what I find more than anything is really exciting because then I'm able to share with other women that they don't have to be anything special. They don't have to have any amazing skills. They don't have, they can just be who they are. And when you learn the skills of manifesting and you learn the skills of, you know, because you don't have to have a business, there are other ways yeah. to manifest money. But when yeah. you learn that, anything is possible. And that's that's what I love about what I do is just be who you are, but just get really good at manifesting and your life can change. Beautiful. And as we know, imagination is more important than knowledge. So it's not how many degrees you have or how great education, you know, which is I have nothing against education. It's all good, but it is not necessary. It is not a prerequisite. And in fact, I have a theory when you when you talked about you being sort of a kind of disorganized person, casual, not necessarily having schedule, etc. I actually have a theory that such people or this sort of 
approach to life and, and personality and attitude is in fact more aligned with the quantum field. Totally. Because totally. the quantum field is all over the place. It's unpredictable. There is, you know, there is a, a you know sense in the chaos, but it is chaotic. And only things that need to come up do come up. So I think that, you know, just, just like people who are classified as having a particular mental issue are often the greatest geniuses totally. because the chaos in their mind allows them to access the parts of the quantum field and their own unconscious mind that an average person can't because we have diaries, we have schedules, and I am probably partially <laughs> in this category, which I'm trying to free myself of, but I am trying to lean towards the creative and chaotic mm -hmm. and unpredictable and spontaneous part because but that's where the magic happens yes that's when the magic happens exactly yes because if you're all stuck in the practical then you don't think yeah. big because you've got all these limitations and all this this input that you've had from society from media from your parents from school from yeah. religion from wherever but you've got all this yeah. this is how it is and you don't think outside the box you just very can be very practical yeah. so i think sometimes having that very creative all over the mind all over the place mind allows you to just dream big and like there's no limitation and and mm, you sometimes yeah. like i i sometimes call it delusional manifesting because <laughs> I can be talking about how this is happening and that's happening and my daughter will say, has that actually happened or are you wanting to that wanting that to happen? And that's how it is. It's like I get so involved in the process of manifesting that I can talk about something as if it's happened when it's actually still in the process. But that's what allows it to eventually happen because I'm so connected to it, so, so aligned with it. Yes. Absolutely. So you're blending totally the present, the now, with the future that you want to create because that's how yes. how we can collapse the wave of possibility into a particle of matter. Exactly. So, <laughs> oh, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Okay. <laughs> so let's now talk about the law of attraction. So my questions here are, and then I just uh, hand it over to you just so that you could speak to it in your chaotic flow. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm curious about is how do you explain the law of attraction to people, say someone who is not familiar with it? And did the secret, the book and then the movie, explain it well or did they leave something out? Good questions. Okay, so the law of attraction, I remember when I very first learned about it and I tried to tell other people about it, and they thought I was into some sort of dating thing. <laughs> they were thinking okay. attraction was just like a, a dating thing. I said, no, 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 no. Law of attraction to me is all about your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, the energy that you put out then attracts like-minded back to you. So if you're thinking in my situation before I discovered mm -hmm. the law of attraction, I was $100,000 in debt and that's all I thought about. That's where my energy was. I was so freaked out all the time. I focused on what I didn't have. I talked about what I didn't have. I fretted about what I didn't have. I fretted about the money situation. I was just really stressed about it. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was a million emotions, all negative about having no money. So that just created an energy. It created what I like to call an order mm -hmm. that sent that order of no money, stress, um, money challenges, just everything negative around money, sent that order out into the universe and the universe picked up on that and said, oh, that's really important to Sandy. Let's send her more of that back. Yeah. And so I kept creating it over and over. So that's what happens. What you focus on, where you put your energy is then what you attract back into your life. So the really cool thing is when you understand that, you can start to shift it. And that's exactly what I did. When I understood that what I was talking about, focusing on, thinking about reading, watching, you know, whatever way you take it in, 
you then attract more of the same. So when I understood that, I shifted it to instead, as I said before, focusing on having the dream life, having the money, having the house, and being able to make a difference, like being a completely different life. Mm -hmm. So then I was able to attract those things. So I think when it comes to the secret, I'd written my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, about a year or two before the secret came out. And it's all about manifesting money and, and rewiring your brain. But I think the secret has been the most brilliant way for people to be introduced to the law of attraction Mm -hmm. because a lot of people will never, ever pick up a book. They will never read a book. But millions upon millions of people around the world were happy to sit down and watch a DVD. They were happy to, (laughs) you know, sit there and that completely opened their mind and their eyes to a different possibility. However... As much as I absolutely love and adore The Secret, because there's a whole other story about that that I can tell you if mm-hmm. we have time, mm-hmm. but um, I feel what's missing is too many people think that they can sit around, meditate and visualise, and the money's going to drop into their lap. Mm-hmm. Or the thing that they want is just going to drop into their world. Whereas I love the quote that Wallace Wattles, who wrote the book, The Science of Getting Rich, back in 1910, very old language, one of the books that Rhonda Byrne, the producer of The Secret, read and got inspired to create The Secret. In there, he says, by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it. Mm. And I say that again, by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it. And I think when it comes to the secret there's a lot of focus on the thought but there's not much about the action and that's one of the things I absolutely love teaching my students is that when it comes to manifesting it's your thoughts your feelings and your actions you've got to align body mind and spirit the whole trilogy and when it's when you've got your thoughts your feelings and your actions aligned that's when true magic can happen Learn more about Quantum Living, a cutting-edge approach to self-empowerment and emotional freedom at the intersection of science and spirituality. It is the master key to understanding how life works and gives you many tools and strategies to change your life experiences. Whether dealing with emotional addictions, relationship issues, self-sabotage blocking the progress and achievement in your life, or any other challenge, Quantum Living is the space you want to be in. My Quantum Living coaching program is as psychological, spiritual and esoteric as it is educational and practical. In the advanced stage of the program, I will take you on a quantum soul journey in a deep theta state to other dimensions and realities, which is an amazing and profound experience. I also invite you to sign up for Quantum Talk, my free monthly newsletter with a blog, updates and special offers. When you do, you will instantly receive a download copy of my book, The Seven Keys to Quantum Communication, absolutely free. To book your free diagnostic session and receive your free book, visit quantumliving.com.au today. You'll be glad you did. Mm, beautiful. So how would you respond to criticism that some people might have that strategies like affirmations, vision boards, writing down your goals and reading them every day, which is amongst other things that, that you recommend, are outdated and don't work mm-hmm. at all? What I got say? a lot to say about that. <laughs> so I was I was on a call last year. And it was a clubhouse call and I've since completely got off there because it was doing my head in. But I remember being on clubhouse because there was this, this call about uh, with quantum physicists and I thought, oh, they'll start talking about the law of attraction. This is going to be great. So I jump on the call and honestly, it was not <laughs> great. They were talking in a language that was just going straight over my head. I did not even understand what they were, what they were talking about, where they were going. And I was ready to hang up. But then suddenly... One of them said, we live in the most amazing time because for the first time, spirituality and science are intersecting 
And science is now being able to validate everything that spirituality has been saying for centuries. Suddenly science has the equipment, has everything they need to actually validate what's been happening. And so, and I just like, I was doing a happy dance at that moment. It's like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes, because I totally believe that too, because we live in a time where the things like affirmations and visualization and meditation and all these amazing things that have maybe seemed a bit woo-woo and out there and hippie-like and, you know, yeah, maybe it's okay, it's just a feel-good thing, suddenly through science they're actually able to validate that there's changes in your brain that happen in those moments that you do those things. You are actually creating new neural pathways, new um, synapses in your brain that actually is changing your thinking. And it also shows you that through the reticular activating system, which is something that's based at just the, uh, mm-hmm. or that is located at the base of your skull, we have this gateway that, uh, is sort of a a gateway between the conscious and the subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is what creates your reality. So the things that you don't even know what's going on creates your reality. The conscious mind thinks away and thinks it's in charge, but it's Mm -hmm. the subconscious mind that's in charge. And what happens is when you rewire your brain through those things like affirmations, visualizations, and the dozens of other techniques that I love to share, what happens is your subconscious mind goes, oh, that's what's important to Sandy because think about it on a day-to-day basis if you were to go out in the world and say what could you see in this moment like even now sitting here it's almost night time what could I see I can see a light I can see outside I can just see the trees I can see some sparkly lights on a tree Mm -hmm. I can see the carpet I can see a desk I can see computer I can see blah 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 I could go on and on about what I could see but then within each thing it's like well, I see a light and there's really bright parts and they're dark parts and it's round and it's textured yeah. and it's smooth here and it's blah, 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 like a million different things we can see in any moment. And if our brain had to actually process all of that, it would explode. It just couldn't take it in. So this beautiful reticular activating system says, this is really important. We're going to let this into the conscious mind and everything else we're going to filter out. Yep. Mm. So when you are focusing on something like I was about having no money and being stressed about having no money and putting all my energy and thoughts into that, my subconscious, my reticular activating system is saying to the subconscious, oh, that's all important to Sandy. Let's let's allow her to only witness those things in her life because everything else is not important to her. Let's let her see all those things. But when I shifted it and started focusing on what I did want to see, the, the amazing lifestyle, a beautiful, um, just just being able to live in a way that made my heart sing, then my subconscious, the reticular activating system said to the subconscious, these are the things that are important to Sandy. So we have to find ways to allow her to experience that. And so then suddenly opportunities and situations and people and circumstances all started appearing that were already all there all the time but my conscious mind and subconscious mind was saying no 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 we can't let that in because that's not what's important to Sandy so when you rewire your brain then suddenly things start happening and you go how like I don't understand how's this all happening I'm so lucky it's like no 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 you've just rewired your brain so that the things that were already there are suddenly coming into your conscious mind and you're becoming aware of it. It's just mind-blowing. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. I'm loving it. And would you agree that if we were to distill all that knowledge that, that you have just shared with us, could we possibly say that the first thing to understand and accept is the concept that everything is energy? and as the quantum physics tells us, energy carries information. So the energy is the essence. Would you agree? Oh, totally, 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 totally. Because basically what we're doing is we are moving in and out of the quantum field many times a second. And so where we've got our energy in that moment, we're creating because that's what, that's what, like you said, we're pulling things out of the quantum field. That's how creation happens. So if we're only focusing on the stuff that we don't want to happen, we just keep recreating it because we're pulling all that out of the quantum field. And then we wonder why our life is so crap. Whereas when you shift your thinking and focus on what you want and get your energy there, because your thought sends the, 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 um, the order out, and then your feelings attracted back 
from the quantum field back to you and then by action you receive it so when you're focusing on thinking about all these bad things happening like you said you just continue to create it but when instead if you shift your thinking then you pull out of the quantum field all those amazing things so when you really distill it down and you understand that we are just energy Mm. and in every moment we have the choice of what we think about how we feel where we put our attention and our focus we get to create our reality that way so we are in charge so you have to be really mindful of where you do put your energy what conversations you do have what things you do read what things you do watch on tv you have the choice in every moment of what you want to create in your world you get to choose so be mindful absolutely and you just said a very important word to be in control and be responsible and i feel that well i know that the concept of taking responsibility for our own life, for everything that happens, for our own actions, but also for whatever comes back into our life, whatever's happening, because we have attracted it. When we take this responsibility and ownership of what we have created so far, rather than blaming everyone and everything under the sun, you know, from government to bad weather, only then we can change it because you can't change something that you don't own. You can only change what you actually have the ownership of. So that's another shift in the mindset that I'm sure is highlighted in your in your teachings. Oh, totally, totally. And I remember, um, I remember when we had the global GFC, the global financial crisis, mm-hmm. and. I remember everyone getting freaked out and worried about what was going to happen and everything was going to be just chaos. And I remember in that moment having a, a webinar and saying to people, listen, you get to choose. Like m- millionaires are created when times are good. Millionaires are created when times are bad. It depends on how you choose to see it. And I remember sharing with them all that, yes, people think times are bad, but that's because that's what they're focusing on. That's what they're hearing. And that's what they choose to believe. I said, I remember saying to them, you know, I've just launched a course and it made me just under $500,000. So it's just under half a million dollars in the middle of the GFC. So it's like, Mm. I, I chose not to buy into that. I chose to understand that you can create anything in any moment based on what you choose to think and focus on and talk about and so if you doesn't matter what's going on like you said whether it's the weather whether it's the economy whether it's the government whether it's blah 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 you're the one that gets to choose and you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to be a victor yes but it all comes down to what you're focusing on what you're focusing on what actions you're taking and how you're feeling it's all comes down to yeah body mind and spirit Very powerful words. So this is a very nice segue to my next point and next question. I have developed and teach the concept of quantum living, as I pointed, at the intersection of science and spirituality, which is the the basis of the law of attraction, effectively, which I believe is the most empowering space. So when we are talking about the law of attraction coming from that space, which part do you think is more important and should be perhaps predominant in the process of change. Is this the science, which is science intersected with spirituality? Is this an esoteric practice of some sort? Or is it perhaps our karma and destiny that comes into play? Or maybe there is such a thing as pure luck. How would you navigate across all those aspects of creating abundance or having an abundance in our life and having money, being able to live the life that we really want and deserve. Which of those elements do you think is most important or it's most prominent? Science, spirituality, esoteric practice, karma, destiny, luck. Good question. (laughs) Yeah, great question. And you know what? I can really only speak to my own experience. Sure. And for me, when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, I 
truly thought in those moments that that was my destiny. That was my karma. That was what was going to happen because I couldn't see a way out of it. And every time I tried, like I remember when I, uh, my children, as I said, three years old and six months old when I ended up getting a divorce and going on welfare. And I remember using the money from my property settlement, my divorce settlement, and I put some into shares and they plummeted. I put some into real estate and I ended up selling at a loss even in a hot market. I put some money into business and that business went kaput. I put some money into an investment club and that investment club closed up. It's like everything I did did not work. So I thought I was destined to be a failure and have no money and be on welfare the rest of my life. That's what I thought it was Mm -hmm. for me. But when I discovered the law of attraction, I realized that that was only because I was focusing on that all the time. And I actually had the ability to change that. So when I changed my mindset and through the law of attraction and then using different processes to rewire my brain, then everything changed. So you know, I think it all comes to, and obviously law of attraction is all based in spirituality. And I just think, I think the bottom line is people don't realize how powerful they actually are. They don't realize the power that they have. I remember hearing many times when I was into, before the law of attraction, I was into positive thinking. So I didn't know what the law of attraction was, but I'd heard Mm -hmm. about positive thinking. And I remember them saying that we've got this brain and we only use 10% of it. And the other part is so powerful. I used to think, well, how do we get to that other part? Like, I don't understand. Where is the other part? But now I understand that that is the part. It's the subconscious and through the law of attraction and rewiring the brain, we get to choose to create our reality. So I think it all comes into play. But the bottom line is it's your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And if you're only thinking about Mm. being abundant and you're sitting on the couch watching TV every night, then it ain't going to happen. If you're only feeling the feelings you'd feel if you're abundant, but you weren't thinking about what it was really like and and imagining what it would be like and you weren't taking the actions, nothing's going to happen. If you're taking lots of actions but your mindset wasn't in the right place and you didn't feel those abundant feelings, like imagine what it would be like if you were abundant and feel the feelings, then you might get some results Mm -hmm. because you're taking lots of action but it's going to be a hard slog and that whatever success you create, is going to take a long, lot longer and you may just self-sabotage along the way. So as I always keep saying, it all comes down to body, mind and spirit. It all comes down to aligning it all mm-hmm. and understanding yep. that you are the creator of your life and you get to choose, as I said before, how you think, how you feel and what actions you take. That's where the magic happens. Which means we can change our karma and our destiny. Exactly. It's not set in stone. It's it's not set in stone. You know, everything, our destiny is a a kind of a vision, a picture, but we get to choose the path that we take and we get to create it the way that we want. So, yeah, it's not like, you know, the universe, God is up there saying, this is what's going to happen to you and that's the end of the story. So just (laughs) deal with it. And you're doomed. We get to choose. Yeah, you're doomed. You're doomed. Then we might as well say, oh, well, so I'm out of here. I don't want to go through all this misery. And well, hang on a second. You can actually change it. Exactly. It's very Make the shift shift in your mindset and then follow the processes and and the the rules and good examples, etc. Beautiful. So now let's take it down to a more practical level. What would you say are the most common money blockers, whether it's a self-sabotage, negative beliefs, uh, stemming usually from childhood, uh, about money, of self-worth, is it values, and how can we break through them? Just if you could maybe give us a couple of examples like on the, at the practical level. Yeah, and I think I think one of the main ones is people's self-worth. If they don't, and, and it's not like everyone's running around feeling like I'm not worthy, but we do have this very subconscious mm. hidden belief. Yeah. And it's because from the age of when we're born to about seven, we're a sponge. Like we are literally, people say, oh, children has got a mind like a sponge. We are. We basically take in every single thing that we hear. Because if you were to 
to say, well, let's teach this child English. Let's teach this child Spanish. Let's teach this child French. Let's teach this child Polish. Let's teach this child whatever. You couldn't do it. Like you couldn't actually do it. But because children are a sponge, they learn whatever language you're speaking. They learn to live like you live and think the way you think and taking whatever is going on because that's the way they stay alive, to be the same as the tribe, as the community, as yeah. the family. And so growing up, most people here know 10 times more than they ever hear yes. Mm-hmm. The way a lot of parents, unfortunately, have raised children over the years is to tell them everything that's going wrong with them yeah. so that they can fix it. And so there's a lot of people that have this self-worth issue that they don't even realise. And unless you change that, what happens is you will never allow yourself to create abundance and, and riches and wealth. And I know in my own experience, as much as I know my mum and dad loved me, the way I was taught to be a better person was to be criticised. Mm. You did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did that yeah. other thing wrong. And it's like so I grew up thinking that not what I was doing was wrong, that I was wrong. And so I didn't have a lot of confidence. So I didn't have a lot of vision in uh, what I was able to achieve because I just felt like I was just, you know, this person going through life and whatever happened, happened, and that was the way it was. And so um, I really help my students to understand, to think bigger, dream greater, and really move beyond whatever limitations that they've been brought up with, because it's not only your family, but it's religion, you know, church, it's society, it's what you hear on TV, it's, um, because think about it, think about it. Nobody wants to be a bad person. Okay, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be a bad person. We want to be good people. We want to be accepted. We want to be part of the tribe because going back to caveman days, if you weren't accepted into the tribe and you're rejected or an outcast, then you're going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or a yeah. woolly mammoth or you just weren't going to live. So we want to be accepted. So what happens is um, we then take on board everything that's being told to us and we believe it and even if, we don't know why at a conscious level, but we leave it, believe it at a subconscious level. And so we have to change that. We have to consciously work on shifting our beliefs. Otherwise, we aren't able to go out into the world and create what it is that we want. You know, we have this thing in Australia, the tall poppy syndrome. Oh, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. want to get too big because you'll get your head chopped off. You don't want to be the poppy that grows up too tall or you get cut down. So, so we don't want to be this bad person. We don't, and because we're always told about how um, uh, rich people are greedy or they're thieves. Or, I mean, I remember I don't have TV connected to the outside world, but my my son has recorded stuff for me to watch now and again. And I remember watching um, this series that used to be on TV many years ago, nine oh two one oh Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh. And I watched it last year and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, like (laughs) talk about brainwashing. So the rich parents were all alcoholics, doing drugs, ignoring their children, like really bad parents and beautiful poor people were being the loving mothers to not only their own kids but all the other kids and helping them and giving them advice. And it's like over and over through media, Creating we're brainwashed into yeah. thinking, yeah, thinking that rich people are bad people yeah. and poor people are wonderful people. And so we want to be a good person. So we don't want to be that rich person, but we have to, again, we have to break through that and allow ourselves to understand that there are millions of amazing rich people who are doing mm. the most incredible things around the world, helping people in such ways with different through different organisations and individuals and, you know, making a real difference. And so when you understand that, that's just one little thing yeah. you can start to rewire in your brain so that you can become the person that you want to become and create the abundance you want to create. Would you like to learn how to meditate in Theta? The optimal frequency you can have in a meditative state? By popular demand, 
I have created an instructional Theta meditation package containing a guided audio meditation and an introduction booklet. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind resource that will help you achieve and maintain the elusive Theta state throughout your meditation and will give you the important background information about Theta meditation and this process. For more details, please go to the store on my website at quantumliving.com.au. Absolutely. And what about negative beliefs about money? Whenever I think or talk about money or making money or increasing abundance, but with the, there's something about the word money. I notice because I am quite self-aware and, and, and tuned in, I notice that I feel certain resistance. Mm-hmm. It's not huge. And when I noticed it, I started to unpack it. And it was so interesting for me to actually notice it because, yes, I grew up in a family where money subject was a taboo. Adults, my parents, did not talk about money or expenses or budgets. That was taboo. And, you know, money don't grow on trees and you have to work hard for your money. So, and I still have this ever so slightly, but still level of resistance. Mm -hmm. So I'm now working to dismantle it because I want to have enough money so that I can have freedom to help people with the work that I'm doing. So it's not just for me, for the benefit of others. So money to me is just energy that gives me freedom. And yet there is still some resistance. So what it tells me is how deeply, how entrenched those early beliefs about money have been implanted, if you like, in my subconscious mind, that even with all the work that I've done on myself, I still have slight level of resistance. But but this is the thing. We have such conflicting ideas around money. Part of it wants us, wants it so badly because we know the difference it'll make in our life. We know the difference we can make in other people's lives with money. But then there's that part of us, like you say, those subconscious beliefs, which are holding us back because money is bad and rich people are evil and they're greedy and blah, blah, blah. And But the thing is, no matter how much you work on it, as you advance and as you become a different person and as you create a new level of wealth, it's not like your beliefs disappear forever and that's it. You're a done deal and everything's smooth sailing. You're constantly working on it. It's just like someone who's been overweight all their life and they discover how to eat well and exercise and you know drink water and move their body and It's not like when they lose the weight, that's it. They can then go out and eat whatever they want and, you know, just go back to how they were before. They're constantly, not to the same extent, but they are constantly aware of and mindful of and, you know, making choices every day. Well, it's the same when it comes to manifesting money. So, yes, you can learn all the tactics and the strategies and the secrets and the processes and the exercises and all the things to do to rewire your mind and you can put them into play and, yes, you can transform yourself so much, but it is an ongoing process because as you go to the next level, you'll find some of those, that resistance tends to crop up again and you have to, you know, kind of work through that and it's it's an ongoing process. Sometimes it's frustrating Sometimes it's so much fun <laughs> and you've just got to be aware of it and not kind of beat yourself up and go, yeah. oh, I thought I was over this thing. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. It's just yeah. part of the process of growth. Yeah. Part of the process. Absolutely. So, Sandy, if I would ask you what would be, say, three to five key mindset or lifestyle or attitude or any type of change you would recommend to people to make if they are seeking more abundance and if they want to make more money, if they want to change their lives, break that cycle of scarcity and poverty, if that's what, what they are in, or or even just to increase their abundance. Could you just distill this for us to three to five key uh, takeaways? Let's put it this way. Totally, totally, totally. So I think the very first thing is you want to get really clear on what it is that you want. So, and I don't mean I want to make, you know, so much money every week and I want to do it through this way and blah, blah, blah. Don't get caught up in those details. 
just get really crystal clear on how you would like your ideal life to be. What would you be doing? Who would you be doing it with? How would you be feeling? What would you be experiencing? Like just really get yourself into a beautiful, blissful, gorgeous place of imagining the ideal life. Then from there, whatever path you want to kind of take toward that, find yourself a mentor. Find yourself someone who's created the success that you want in the area that you want to master because Like, honestly, you can go out and be, you know, solo girl and do it all on your own, but you're going to save so much time, so much money, so much heartache when you actually just follow a mentor. And as part of that process, when you find a mentor, and I don't mean someone that you have to pay, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, you might just read their book or listen to their podcast or take part in all their freebie stuff, like just, but find that mentor and immerse yourself. But when you learn all that stuff, Mm. apply it. Like knowledge is not power. It's the application of knowledge that is power. So then apply what it is that you learn and you know, do whatever you can to immerse yourself in that, whether that means becoming part of a community, the like-minded, because honestly, who you hang around with can make a huge difference to whether or not you create success. Um, So get really clear, find yourself a mentor, learn whatever you can, apply what you learn, and then be persistent. Like don't give up. Too many people want to create abundance, want to create success, want to create a whole different world. They kind of dabble in it slightly, they learn a little bit, they take a couple of actions, they do a visualization or say a couple of affirmations now and again, and then they give up and then they wonder why nothing changes. It's like, (laughs) seriously, you've got to get in here and you've got to treat it like it's your full-time job, even if you don't do it full-time, but just really treat it like it's really, really super important and do what you can every single day. And you'll find if you're committed, the universe will deliver. If you're committed, you will start to rewire your brain. If you're committed, you will find Mm. that you will start to not only imagine what your new life will be, you will feel what it's like, you will take the actions you need to create it, and the universe will create miracles in your life. Oh, that's beautifully said. And as you mentioned, this can be at times challenging, especially when you are coming from that lower end of the spectrum. So that can be challenging, but as you said, we need to overcome it. And I guess trust in the process and trust in the universe, trust in the outcome that, yes, just push it through, do the job, do what needs to be done, be mindful that everything is energy and and it will happen. Because while the quantum field is unpredictable and it is full of paradoxes, it does deliver because at the end of the day, it is based on science. Exactly. So this wave of possibility will collapse into a particle of matter. It will. You just need to find a way and, as you said, be patient and be persistent. But I also think that if people are in that place where they really, really feel very, like you say, depressed or sometimes it really helps to just find a really good therapist or someone who can help you in those times because if you can just crack open this tiny little bit of, because what happens is when our life isn't going the way we want, it's almost like you've got a force field around you keeping away whatever it is that you desire, whether it's the abundance, whether it's the love, whether it's the happiness, whatever it is, but we've got this force field. We just need to find a way to to put a little crack in that force field and put a little chink in the armour so that things can start to appear, things can start Mm -hmm. to show themselves, things can start to, we can start to see that things can be different. And that may mean going and seeing a therapist or going and seeing someone who can really help you just kind of get that bit right because then if, then when you're in that place where you can start to think bigger and start to dream grander, that's when the magic can start to happen. So you've got to really do whatever you can. Yes, absolutely do all the processes and the exercises and know that anything is possible. But if you need that little bit more help, then maybe see someone that can just get you into that nice balanced place because you cannot create manifest from a, a totally unbalanced um, body, mind, and spirit. It just it just doesn't work. You need to get into that beautiful place where, and that's why meditation is literally magical. Like meditation oh, yes. can, yeah. people talk about meditation because it's good for your health and it's good for, you know, mindset and blah, blah, blah. It is all that. I totally agree. But 
it is also supersonically good for manifesting because it's the getting the mindset and your emotions and everything beautifully balanced through meditation that allows you to become this amazing manifester. So meditation is is like absolutely key to become to living a beautiful life, but also being able to manifest what it is that you desire. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. And I couldn't agree more. That's why I teach theta meditation, which is the deepest level of, med- of meditation, because I know that that's how once you can align with the quantum field in the deep meditative state, things happen. Things start happening. You, mm. you, magic you just, happens. yeah, magic yeah. happens. And so I, I can't agree, couldn't agree more with you. And I really love your metaphor of a force field. It is so important to break through it, find a crack, create a crack, and to start opening it up. I love this. Thank you. Okay, well, gosh, time flies (laughs) Uh, when we're having fun. Sandy, could you tell us uh, briefly about your work, your offerings, your programs, how people can work with you? And obviously, I will include all the links, all the information in the show notes, but just to give us a sense of what are your offerings and how people can connect with you. Yeah, beautiful. So the easiest way to connect with me is through my website, wildlywealthy.com. And um, I do a couple of things. The two things that I love the most, I have a program called Millionaire Mindset Experience. And it's where I really help people to become amazing at manifesting, to break through their blocks and really get into that place where they understand how to tap into the quantum field, how to place their order with the universe and how to allow it to actually appear in your life. So that's that's one thing I just absolutely love doing. The other thing that I love is that because becoming a coach has completely transformed my life, I love training people to become law of attraction coaches. So I internationally um, certify people around the world to become coaches through my Inspired Spirit Coaching Academy, and I've been doing that since 2008. And, um, yeah, so everything I do is all based in the law of attraction, all based around tapping into the quantum field, all based around using neuroscience to rewire your brain and, you know, all those. So it's all very much woo-woo based <laughs> but also very much um, science-based because as, we, as we've been saying this whole conversation, when you combine the two, magic happens. Absolutely. And you do have, I believe, a community like of like-minded people through your website. So do you have like monthly calls or what's happening in that space? Yeah, through through our programs, yeah, we, we have um, monthly calls where, you know, every, everyone can ask questions about anything to do with manifesting money, law of attraction, um, and yeah, we answer all those questions. And also, I've got my Wildly Wealthy Women podcast, which has been on hiatus for a couple of um, months because life is life and just got busy. But I'm about to dive back into that. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I guess the bottom line is I love sharing what worked for me. And I know that it works for so many other people too. So yeah. And of course, of your fun. book, your, your bestseller. My book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. Yeah, absolutely. Is it on Amazon? And- Amazon, yep, Amazon all around the world. And the other thing is, you know, if anyone wants to have, I, I've created this little wildly wealthy bundle. If anyone wants to have some affirmations and visualization and, you know, a few things I've put together, you can actually get this free bundle at wildlywealthyfast.com. And that can kind of start you on the process of changing your mind and and really getting into that place where you can start to create and attract Absolutely. More I have actually downloaded it. And I must say that I really love that meditation. Prosperity desires of the heart. So thank you for creating this beautiful gift for us. And once again, I will include all the links in the show notes so people will be able to contact you and uh, work with you and buy your book and and download the, the freebie. And hopefully we can spread even further the key principles of the law of attraction and most importantly, that we are free 
beings. We are free souls. We have free will. And it's up to us, and perhaps that's the key challenge in our individual lives, is to overcome that negativity and negative beliefs and understand and accept that we can change our life. We can manifest things and situations. We we can be sovereign owners, if you like, of our lives, that we don't need to give in to our destiny and, and cry about our karma beautiful. Oh, I'm absolutely loving our conversation about the time flies. So me too, me too. And I must say before before we finish, yep. I'd love to just because a lot of people hear my story and think, oh, she went from welfare to millionaire. She must be someone special, mm-hmm. done something amazing. But honestly, I love to let people know that, you know, I'm not, I I I dropped out of high school in grade 11. I did not even finish. I had no connections. I had no money behind me. I didn't know anyone with money. I didn't have any skills. And I figure that if I have been able to completely transform my life through the power of my mind and the law of attraction, then everyone listening has the ability to do that too. So I really encourage people to to not say, well, oh, I'm different because honestly, I'm just like you. I'm just the same as everyone else but I've mastered it and I love teaching it. And I know that if you really, really apply yourself, you can create magic in your life too. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Sandy, thank you so much. Gosh, um, I could be talking with you for another three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, we have limited time for this podcast, but it has been such a pleasure. And I feel that we have provided, well, you have provided so much value and so much beautiful, beautiful and powerful information and messages and insights for which I'm very grateful. And it is in the space that I work in, the intersection of science and spirituality. So having someone like you, and let's face it, you are a celebrity, even though you, you know, you are very modest about it (laughs) and you are very, but you are a celebrity in a sense that you have touched Many people around the world, and this is, by the way, my definition of celebrity. It's not, you know, how many magazine covers you appear or it's how many people you have touched across the world in a positive way. And because of that, you are well known and people invite you uh, for interviews and and speaking engagements, etc. And of course, your reluctance to do public speaking <laughs> is gone well absolutely <laughs> the universe had other ideas for me <laughs> absolutely and so it's it's so beautiful that you are sharing those gifts and your lessons and and your messages and insights and what and your, and your achievements with uh, other people so Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Lovely. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I love what you're doing, making a real difference in the world. So thanks for having me. Thank you. That's all for today, folks. If you enjoyed the show, please post a review on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to listen to it and lift the spirit across the world and the universe. For the show notes and contact details, please go to my Quantum Living podcast on podpage.com. I'm your host, Anna Anderson. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, be well.